All right, I hit it, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, I just hit it. Usually, when we say we're gonna hit it, we hit it, and then we quit it. I'd rather stay and play. (laughs) I'm Jake Smith. Hi, Jake. Are you going to watch Big Lebowski on the day this comes out? Uh, why? Because it's February 20th. Jake, no time for that. AKA, February 20th is John 220 day. Is that a real thing? It's a real thing I just made up. Well, I'm down to celebrate John 220 day. Is it John Turturro? I thought it was John Turturro. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a pun. Oh, I get it. You fucking asshole. Because it's February 20th. You fucking cock. Um, so how, Whoa, how's Darren, it going? People are going to think you're the one in Boston. Oh, you, you, fu- you, you got my box all soft. Jake, get over here and munch this box. I love how you started doing like a New Zealand accent. That it's the same Boston is the New Zealand of America. I would say that Hawaii is the New Zealand of America. Arguably, yeah. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> or like Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico, as Donald Trump would say it. Uh yeah, it could be, but um that's not our land, dude. That's not our <laughs> That's not our territory, dude. We're going to build a seawall. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really dope movie concept. Seawall. And like, now that I say it, I'm just preparing for Universal to steal it from me. Well, it's... Come yeah. get it, assholes. Come get it, unis. I don't want to talk about this movie because I didn't see it, and I'm sure that you didn't see it either, but how bad is Alita going to tank? I think it's actually doing really well. I I read that it was, like, the worst President's Day weekend in, like, 30 years or something. For movies? Yeah, as far as, like, box office sales go. Well, nothing really came out besides... I mean, nothing's really out besides... Nothing like Alita. really big is out besides yeah Alita and Lego Two, Lego Movie Two. I mean, like there's other movies out that are big. You know, Spider Man's still out and Aquaman's still out, but those are kind of old by now. Alita: Battle Angel leads box office bombs and slowest President's Day weekend in nearly twenty years. I don't know who expected, because like don't get me wrong, it looks sort of interesting, but um. I, I don't... It's probably killing it overseas, I would imagine, but I don't understand why they would think that Alita is going to be super bit, super huge in America. Dude, they've been marketing the shit out of it for, like, a whole year. Well, yeah, but they're putting all their... Exactly, they're kind of putting all of their eggs in that basket of Alita, which I don't really see why, because it's not like it was a big phenomenon here at any point. Like, the first I've heard well, of Alita because was because they of spent the $200 million on it. Oh my god. It's probably why. (laughs) 
they started marketing it be- like like a long a long like maybe even a like year maybe ago. a year ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember seeing the like first trailer like a year ago i wasn't joking when i like yeah it's been a long time coming I just don't... And literally the only thing that interests me about it is that Christoph Waltz is in it. And he it doesn't even seem like he plays an interesting character. He just kind of plays like a Geppetto type of person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's true. I haven't seen the movie, but... So, spoiler yeah, alert course, for the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about Alita. In fact, I don't even know if we're going to talk about really any movies. We could skip aside, Jake. We got options. I'm going to let you take the reins of this. All right. We could we could either briefly talk about the movies we've seen this weekend, and skip aside uh, what we did this week, or we could just talk about this week and then just skip aside the movies we saw this weekend. I'm gonna tell you that the movies that I saw this week I want to talk about more in depth, and I also don't think I did anything this week. So okay. <laughs> so, so just go so welcome to snickles 2019 oscar extravaganza where jake oh shit jake and darren shit dude were you doing the 2019 oscars oh you were doing the 1976 yeah jake i how many times do i have to tell you we are not in the year 1976 i but i picked all the winners jake what? Well, which one of us is going to change our Oscar year? You or me? I mean, I already picked who was going to win everything. All right, you're right. I haven't picked anything, so um, I guess I could I could go back to 1976 if you want. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm feeling really good about Nashville for Best Picture. <laughs> Jake doing a swift Google search for that joke. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Darren. My hands are empty. What are you looking down at then, Jake? I don't have my pants on. He is. My hands are empty now, but they were full of... Jake is the anti-Adam Levine. Instead of taking off his shirt, he takes off his pants for his last song. And I'm completely a blank canvas. I have no tattoos on. And he has no penis either. Totally blank canvas. <laughs> I'm a reverse rock star. I put on more clothes as the show goes on. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to a podcast where they were kind of acu- where they were accusing Adam Levine's tattoos of being fake, which I kind of like. It doesn't seem entirely outlandish because those were some fucking weird tattoos. <laughs> some of them were like very cliche. I, yeah, especially California That's- across his belly. <laughs> Okay, but I 100% believe that someone from California would get that tattoo. What are you saying, Jake? You know how people are. Like, I feel the same way that, like, I 100% believe that most people from Colorado have a Colorado tattoo. That's probably, yeah, I've probably seen, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen more Colorado tattoos than I've seen any other state tattoo. I mean, probably because I've lived in Colorado for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, anybody I talk to who talks about being from another state, they don't have the other state. Like, nobody has a Des Moines tattoo. Yeah, the state Des Moines. Nobody has has an Iowa tattoo. 
<laughs> Some swift googling from Darren to figure out where Des Moines is. Jake, my hands are right here. <laughs> then what's in your mouth? Oh shit. Uh, nothing. I just nothing. I didn't swallow anything. Um, Darren, Jake, if you want to talk about your week, you should talk about your week. Well, I don't really need to. I just had a real. I just had another long work week. Um, I just got back from. Uh, another true crime reenactment acting day, which is fun. Oh, gonna be on Ice Tea Show again? Yes, I'm gonna be in multiple episodes, and I might be. I I might do one more tomorrow. They're gonna let me know tonight. Are you a recurring character? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm 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 Eddie Murphying it. I'm different characters. Oh, I'm Mike Myers of True TV. <laughs> On Ice T's Jack and Jill, <laughs> <laughs> or not True TV, True Crime TV. I'm the yeah, Ice T's Jack. True TV is about comedy now. Yeah, it's all comedy now. I, that's a really, I mean, that's a good change, but it's also a very strange change that True TV made from fucking like cold case files to from, like those who can't and stuff. Which from cold case to just impractical jokes. <laughs> Shout out to twenty four hours. Also, a day. Adam Ru- Adam ruins everything. It's good programming. I like all those shows. Yeah. No, I'm. Hey, say, give that shout out. Shout out to give those who can't. Uh, those guys are from Colorado, and they're Denver doing, doing it real big. Uh, Jake, Jake, nor I know any of them, but Adam, Kate, and Holland Who's made it? fun of me in a ma- in the Matchbox <laughs> before at an open mic, so I feel connected to him. I think I've met some of those folks. Yeah, yeah you, you really you met um, the one of the one of the core three. I think I did, but I honestly couldn't swear to it. Let me just Google real quick. Don't swear what do they to call? God. Swear to me, huh? What are their names? Uh, there's Ben Roy, Adam Caden Holland, and Andrew Orvidal. I feel like I talked to one of them in real life, but I honestly can't remember. I think I doesn't matter. I may have met I I may have met Andrew Orvidal very briefly at a comedy show. Um, but like I said, I rem- I definitely remember Adam Caton Holland making fun of me during his set, pointing at me and making fun of my hat during his <laughs> set at the Matchbox one. Not one of the several comedy improv teams who beat us in our heyday. Yeah, boy, were those the days? <laughs> those are the glory days. <laughs> Watch out for the bio, the total sponge biopic, dude. <laughs> Still un- undefeated. Where Sam Jackson portrays our coach, Corey Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> our um, victory to members now living in Los Angeles ratio is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's real good. Um, but zero to anything is... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jake, um, Darren and I once had a good two-man show. We did, didn't we? That might have been one of our best shows. Yeah, that probably like that. I'm not even kidding. I was surprised <laughs> that we did that well with a two-man show. To be honest, yeah, because we're not very funny together, and we don't think we we know well, that. Well, I was just well. The thing was, is I mean, we were we were pretty deep into Total Sponge at that point. We'd been doing it for like a year and a half at that point, or something. It was definitely the end of total sponge's life but uh i i remember it was you actually you might not have been there it might have been you me and walt or ryan me and walt and uh 
there was it, we were literally performing for two people. I might have told this story before. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, did the worst oh, five yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. of stand up in my entire life. Like it is seared into my memory. I've bombed so hard at several bars and like comedy clubs, and none of them this, even hey, come I'm sorry, close I need to, to how stop bad you that for is. A okay, I need to stop. This drawer keeps falling off my desk, so I'm just gonna set it aside because this is a real. Nuisance. Oh, Jake's a prop comedian now. He's just bringing. He's just bringing in props for jokes now. He thinks they're funny. What yeah. else you got in that bag of me- tricks there, Jake? Um, make a joke about. it. Don't just introduce it and say this is this. You have to make a joke about it. This is Improv 101, folks. This is an SD card, unlike in high school when I lost my STD card. <laughs> <laughs> that has been... Bru- I, I find it, you have, you've been brewing that one for a while, since high school. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since I got my first chlamydia. <laughs> You're s- Darren, keep telling your story. I'm going to keep listening, but I have to open my window because it's very warm. I pretty much finished it. Um, yeah, we were performing... F- we Because... The way our show is set up, we would do a improv scene, and then one of us would do stand-up between each of the improv scenes. Um, so we would do five minutes each, and I was not a very experienced comic at that point. I would say I'm still not really that experienced, but I definitely was way less experienced at this point. And all Darren sh- shared... Darren shared a very funny joke on Facebook and Instagram the other day. I just want to say, Darren, I really got a laugh out of that. Thank you. I don't know if you're being sincere or not. Um, I am being sincere. Okay. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do, but it's, it's so hard to tell if you're being sincere or not because you have no it facial It was very funny. At <laughs> any time. <laughs> Darren, it was very funny. And by joke, I mean picture of <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Darren, that audience fucking dug that shit, though. They were digging it, yeah. They were digging it very hard. Darren, I gave it the laugh was react the best. on Facebook. What more What more do you want from me? That was one of the best That was one of the best sets I've ever done. And that's why I was like, that's why I got the tape. I got the tapes! Um, Instead of continuing with his set, he just looked at the back. He was like, give me the tape! I was like, I was like <laughs> that's it! Yeah, it was, as soon as the, the biggest laugh break hit, I was like, all right, guys, that's it! Give me that tape! And then everybody cheered. Ickery dickery doc, give me the tape! <laughs> and then everybody cheered and got up and brought me up. And then they started carrying me out of the room. They're like, for he's a jolly good fellow. He got his tape tonight, though. For he's a jolly good fellow. He got his comedy tape tonight. And so that was about a 30 second joke that people laughed at for 30 seconds. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> another four and a half minutes and you're going to make it uncoded. Yeah. <laughs> um, just nine more jokes. That <laughs> yeah. And then I have a, then I have a, God, I can't wait for my comedy special. It's just going to be people laughing at me. Or <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to edit all, edit around all the jokes. I try. That people don't laugh at. Darren's got a very loose five. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really loose. I'm a loose guy with a loose five. <laughs> Remember when we? No, finish your story about how bad you bombed. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much done. Like, I think I like opened, and I was the first one, the first comic, and then I told like all my jokes at that point were like, I was like, all my funniest jokes are about sex and they're really raunchy, and. 
the only two people who had to show up to that show were a mom and her daughter. And, like, her daughter was not very, not over 18. I'll say that. She was not, she was not an adult. She, she might have appreciated, like, not adult humor, but her mom definitely did not with her, like, <laughs> probably 15-year-old daughter sitting next to her. And them being the only people there, too. We were performing all of our shit to those two people. Not our worst audience. That would be our audience of zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that was even better than just performing for two people. <laughs> After Malcolm kind of convinced us to change our team name and then left. Yeah, yeah, that, is, that was a classic <laughs> Malk dog. That's, anyway, that's, remember that's how tight, That's how. Remember how tight we were talking about we wanted to keep this show? Yeah, super, super Well, we're super 17 tight. minutes in. <laughs> super duper tight. Um, Should we get into this it? This is Jake and Darren's Snickles um, Oscar prediction extravaganza spectacular. 2019 Oscars. I'm actually correct there. I double-checked, and I am correct in my year. So, Jake, you got to oh, print off a new ballot. Okay, I'm going to print it off, and while that's happening, can I just tell you about uh, this roast I did to a guy on Facebook today? Okay. I try not to roast people on Facebook because it's, like, not healthy for me or them. But this guy said, um... It's healthy for them. They need to know what's... Well, they need to know what's good, Jake. Yeah, exactly. He said, don't use op- opioids and you wouldn't have an addiction. And I said, if it's that easy to avoid bad life choices, how do you explain your mom getting pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Jake coming in with the heat. It's like he's working at Arby's. Yeah, we've got the heats. We've got the heats. Jake, do you have anything else to clear up before we get into these Oscars? I have a disclaimer, by the way, about the Oscars when we get to them. I have cleared everything up, Darren. Okay, well, I just want to clear up that I have not seen all of these movies that are on here. I don't think Jake has either. I haven't. I've seen a lot of them. I don't even think I've seen all of the Best Picture nominations have you seen roma no i haven't even seen roma then you haven't you me neither that's my last one i gotta watch i'm gonna watch it tomorrow i think okay so shall we get in we're gonna start with um we're gonna start with what should we start with jake uh let's start with best visual effects i've got the uh what did you print out the official Oscars 2019 ballot. Oh. It's, so the list isn't really cool. in any specific order. I just went through on Wikipedia and wrote down my <laughs> guesses on index cards. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Jake's, but, uh, Jake's what we call raw-dogging it. He's raw-dogging okay, the Oscars. So just, like, is the bottom of the list less <clears throat> prestigious awards? No, the bottom of the list is the most. It's in no specific oh, order. So let's start at but the also top. at the top of the list is like actor in a leading role, documentary feature, production design. I mean, production design's okay, but I'm down to start with visual effects. Let's do that. Yeah, let's start with best visual effects. And I'm gonna <clears throat> we are gonna have to give some of these awards out during commercial breaks. Uh that's just the way that the show's gonna go today. I'm sorry to uh the best picture award, but we just couldn't find time in it for a broadcast. <laughs> 
Jake is correct. Well, uh, the, the Oscars corrected that they weren't going to put. I, they, they, they. That's a topical joke that's already outdated. They're, they're, yeah, they're putting. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know they're putting cinematography in now. Yeah. Okay, so best visual yeah. effects. The nominees are Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo: A Star Wars Story. Are we not going to say who's nominated for all these things? I don't have the names of the people. I just have the films. Oh, okay. Well, it was just a joke because there's like four people per movie. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's an extra uh, Darren, 30 minutes added on to this episode. Who you got? I'm going to say Avengers Infinity War because, one, I love that movie. It made my top five list. I think it was like number three. And two, I think we talked about it last episode. We... I don't, well, I still don't think Black Panther is going to win Best Picture. I do think they want to throw Marvel a bone this year, and I think that might be the bone that they throw Marvel. All right. I, uh, I, I went with First Man because I looked through, like, years past, and Marvel movies have been nominated. Derek, I can hear myself. I'm sorry. I'm trying to prevent that from happening. Okay. Um... Marvel movies have been nominated before, and they haven't won, so I just sort of figured I'd go with the trend. And First Man had, like, some absolutely incredible shots. Like, I was saying that shot where they're, where they're on the moon, and it's, like, the big rotating shot. Yeah. That really, like, fucking blew my gore. Was that all visual? <clears throat> like, the, that all shot that wasn't a set, that was all CGI? That I mean, obviously the green screen was, but, like, was the moon itself CGI, or was that a set? That they built. I honestly don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, I have to assume that some of it was a set, uh, was a CGI. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Can I say something crazy about best visual effects? Is I think like two animated movies ever have been nominated, <clears throat> which is like nuts because they're all visual effects. Yeah, but I think it's. I mean, there's a difference between putting visual effects. And layering it onto actual like footage, as opposed to just creating an entire world, which is probably more difficult. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine putting it onto footage is also very difficult too. I mean, I think it depends. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, anyway, <clears throat> what's next? Are we doing uh, original song? Uh, sure. We. Can How about do we that. do it this way? You pick. You pick one. We're obviously going to save, like, Best Picture, Directing, Actor, Actress for last. We're going to save the big ones for last. But how about I pick one, or you pick one, I pick one throughout the rest of it. So, original song is next. Sweet. Do you have the nominees? I have the nominees. The nominees are All the Stars in Black Panther, I'll Fight in RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go in Mary Poppins Returns, Shallow in A Star is Born, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Now, I have only seen Black Panther. I have not seen any of these other movies. (laughs) Okay, last time you introduced the category in that, or I introduced it and then you went first, so I'll go first this time. Okay. I think that the winner, and I want to clarify that this is who I think will win. These aren't my choices. Yeah, they are. (laughs) what are you what are you saying they're not who you think will win no these are these are who i 
These are my predictions for who you based think, on the academy. You, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Not who I would personally pick. I okay, I see what you're saying. Well then, yeah, well, then uh, we could differentiate that. Uh, not not that like this one I feel particularly strong about, but I think that Shallow from A Star Is Born is going to take it. I think it was uh, like maybe maybe that and uh, all the stars were like actually on the radio and like big deal songs and that was like the titular song and a big deal movie about music so i just think it's gonna take it what do you want to win uh i honestly have only heard that and all the (laughs) stars so i don't really give a shit (laughs) so okay so your pick is for shallow Mm-hmm. Um, so like Jake, I have only heard those two songs. I haven't seen a star is born, but I've heard shallow. Um, and I've heard all the stars. If it won, that would be weird because I don't think all the stars is a very good song. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a particularly good. It's not very <laughs> memorable. They don't take any risks on it. It's, it's, I don't see why it would win. So I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick shallow as well because I like that song. I like, I think that like. You know, it's it 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 also kind of sounds, you know, kind of run of the milly, but there's a little bit of a there's a story there. You know, there's a story to be had there. I think like the formula for best song is star power and performance, like big deal movie, and then like weak class basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's gonna win. So shallow. All right. We both pick shallow. <clears throat> both going shallow. Uh, let's see. Couple of shallow boys. Let's do best sound mixing. Uh oh, this is the one that Jake was very upset about earlier. <laughs> so for best uh, sound mixing, the nominees are Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody. First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. Now, I... This one's tough, because you have two two movies that are up the same alley, Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born, both songs about musicians, or um, movies about musicians. Um... And those, that's got to be some difficult sound mixing, I would, I would assume. Um, but I'm going to give it to First Man. Oh, shit. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. Jake just sorry. thought he shit his pants. <laughs> He's taking a lot of muscle relaxers. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick... Um, actually, no, I'm not going to pick First Man. Um, I'm going to go with Bohemian Rhapsody on this one. Uh, okay. Because... I think that uh, there was a lot of really cool... I remember sitting in that, watching that movie, and when they were doing the big, wide concert shots, I could definitely tell, you know, the difference between, like, being over on one side. They really did a good job of, like, creating that All world right. with the sound. So I'm going to go with Bohemian Rhapsody for sound mixing. Cool. <clears throat> I went with First Man because I looked at the past couple years and, like, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, fuck, I can't remember. Oh, Dunkirk won last year. 
So I got the impression it's sort of like... Wait, did Dunkirk win sound mixing or sound editing last year? I think it won both. If it won both... I, I might be confused. If Dunkirk won both, it this is very... Because I thought Dunkirk only won sound editing last year. But if Dunkirk won both mm. last year, then I'm going to go with First Man for sound, for sound mixing too. I can find the results real quick. Okay. But basically, <laughs> my reasoning was it seems to go to like not a music movie, but like just a big in-your-face loud movie. I'm going to pick First Man then <laughs> if that is the case. I'm picking First but, Man. Okay. I could be wrong. Can I fucking find this, please? Okay. Um, it won best sound mixing and sound editing. So I'm gonna pick first man. Good, good call, Jake. Um, cool. I'm going with first man. All right. Uh, so we're both going with first man. Yep. Next, we will do sound editing. All right. Uh. For sound editing, ooh, this is changing it up. Uh, we have Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Roma. I picked, <laughs> I picked A Quiet Place literally because it was only on that list, <laughs> and I thought that that probably meant something, and also because uh, I don't really know what sound editing versus sound mixing, like what they're <laughs> looking for. <laughs> And because I feel like A Quiet Place was, a, there was a lot of buzz to it, but it was not that big a deal, but I feel like they'll reward it for what it was. And also, it's a quiet movie, so like sound was important. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. I did not know, <laughs> I did not know A Quiet Place was on sound editing. Uh, or a couple, or a couple of goofy guys. You guys, we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Darren Hone seeing this list for the very first time. Apparently. I just printed this off like five minutes before we started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, you picked the next one. We both picked a quiet place for sound editing. Um, let's go with live action short. Okay, that's next up on my list. Uh, cool. So for live action short film, we have Detainment. Fove, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. Now, I haven't... Neither me or Jake has seen either one of these. And... Well, I don't know why you're assuming that. I mean, any of these. Oh, you've seen... Which one have you seen? No, I okay, seen okay, them. Jake. But I have in years... I have in years past gone to, like, the Oscar shorts... I would like to. So. I just haven't seen them anywhere. I don't yeah. know how to uh, how to access these. Um, so yeah, no, I haven't. Seen almost any of these. every year, I go based on uh, the names of the movie. Almost every year, you know, other than in film school, because in film school they like showing you the Oscar nominees short films. Mm -hmm. But this year, I'm going purely off of names of the movies, and it looks like Marguerite is gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> that category so i'm gonna pick marguerite i i wrote down fove but my second pick <laughs> would be skin because i saw that it got made into a feature so i figure it has to be good enough that someone wanted to expand on you it. know what else got made into a feature jake lights out and was that a good movie <laughs> well 
okay, you're right, Darren. I'm so sorry that that was my fucking reasoning. I just didn't pick the random. That's name. okay. You're just like a fucking Marguerite. idiot. That's all. Um, fuck you, Jake. <laughs> I'm going with Fove. Fove. Okay. Me, Marguerite, Jake, Fove. Um, next we'll do animated short film. All right. So for an- do you want me to read some of these? You don't. Have oh, to do you read have the nominees? I thought you didn't. Oh yeah, yeah then read them. Yeah. It just seems like you liked it. <laughs> the nominees for Best Animated Short Film. Animal Behavior. Allison Snowden and David Fine. Bow. No, just joking. Yeah, don't do... I can't this say is, This names. is why I was fucking reading them. <laughs> Animal Behavior. Bow. Late Afternoon. One Small Step. And Weekends. I have seen one of these. Great. Which one? I saw Bao before uh, Incredibles 2. Oh, that's Bao? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I picked it. <laughs> I gotta go with Bao too. It's the only one I've seen, and as far as I know, these other ones are fucking trash. So, uh... Even though I don't think that Pixar shorts win particularly often given like the quality that goes into yeah, them. I remember there was one that was like pretty adult that was last year. I think it was called like like something to do with time and it was a it was like the first like super adult pixar short that i'd ever seen and it didn't and i was like oh that one's definitely gonna win that was like really sad and it didn't win uh i was really surprised but yeah once again it's the only reason i'm picking bow is because i've seen it and i haven't seen these other ones plus it like was touching yeah it was good i i definitely got choked up because i was just like I'm I'm my mom's I'm my mom's dumpling and I left her <laughs> when I come back. She's gonna My mom ate me. She's gonna <laughs> eat me. <laughs> um next we are going to do Oh wait, hold on, Darren. How about you fucking pick last time, dipshit? Did I pick last time? Oh, yeah, it's because you read it. I picked live action shorts. Jesus Christ, Jake. Holy fuck. <laughs> Darren, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to go best documentary short subject just to sort of get the short films out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Cause I assume that you have not seen any of these either. I don't think you have either. Nope. Oh dude. Avengers Endgame is in there. <laughs> uh, I actually picked. Okay. I'll, I'll read the no. Yeah. I'll read them. The nominees are black sheep Endgame. Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, and period, end of sentence. So, um, going strictly off of names, uh, I assume Lifeboat is something has something to do with a fisherman. Uh, a Night at the Garden probably is some... Is, I'm guessing something foreign, maybe? And period, end of sentence is probably something to do i would assume with feminism so i'm going to Mm -hmm. pick period end of sentence a night at the garden i'm gonna assume has to do with a basketball game okay yeah that like yeah okay i got you oh it's about a nazi rally at madison square garden so basically yeah i yeah as soon as you said basketball game i mean i got the setting right at least you said foreign. 
Well, no, I mean, when you no, in my head, when you said basketball game, oh, I rethought okay, it. I, uh, I picked Endgame. It's a Netflix short, which I feel like they, they do well in the documentary category. Okay. And it's also about uh, people who are terminally ill trying to, like, end their lives. So I feel like that's a good subject. Yeah, that could that'll rake in the Oscar bucks. Uh, cool i i think that is it for all right let's get the fuck away from short films let's get to the real art let's get to the real art we're talking about makeup and hairstyling baby so the nominees are border mary queen of scots and vice uh i don't know what border is i but I know the other two. I don't know what border is either, but for some reason I picked it. <laughs> Even though Vice had a lot of prosthetics and such. Yeah. Um, I guess I picked it because that seems like the sort of category where they'll give it to something that is only nominated for that one thing. Yeah. I Since I don't know what border is, it's between Vice it represents makeup and Mary Queen of Scots represents hairstyling. It does have makeup too. But that hair, that's the extravagant part. So I'm going to say hair is taking it this year. I'm going Mary Queen of Scots, baby. Darren's picking the movie Hair. <laughs> <laughs> is that a movie? Hair? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hairspray? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, I think there's both our movies. Okay. So Jake's got Border. I got Mary Queen of Scots. Let's stick right on that, tr- that tr- track. And go with best costume. Best costume design? Your nominees. Okay. Yeah. No, the best costume. Best posthumous design. <laughs> Which character won the best costume? Okay. <laughs> uh, the nominees are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. <sighs> so, uh, the only one I've seen is Black Panther. I would, I I mean, I really am bummed that I never got to see The Favorite. I'm sure I still could at some, like, discount theaters. Um, I, it's still showing at the AMC by, my, by me. I'll check it out. I'll see if it's showing at the one by me, too, because I really did want to see The Favorite. But last I checked, it was only playing at the Arclight, and we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for costume design, I know, I mean, I, I know I've seen the look of each of these. And I think I am going to pick um, Black Panther because those costumes were really cool. I mean, they they went future. They had to pick a, they had to pick, you know, they had to split the difference between being futuristic and st- and being true to African culture. So um, that was really cool and unique how they did that. So I'm gonna pick Black Panther. And like every single fucking year, you get a fucking movie about like Victorian England. Which, they yeah. always gets nominated for costume design, and it probably wins quite a bit. I actually don't really pay attention to costume design awards, but <laughs> yeah, like they always get nominated. I would love to see Black Panther win because those costumes were really cool. I had the same thought about all of that, and then I d- thought like those movies do win every year, so I bet the favorite's gonna win. Yeah. Jake, you're you're probably right. I want Black Panther to win. I don't know if it will though, but th- that's a very hopeful this, choice. This might be a place where they throw Marvel a bone, though. Yeah, 
as we were speaking of earlier. Yeah. Bow and throw. It might. So, you know, maybe they don't give Infinity War visual effects, but I think Black Panther's more likely to take it for costume design. Um, moving right along, we are going to go into production design, best production design. Um, so the nominees for production design are Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. What are your thoughts, Jake? I saw three of these. I didn't see Mary Poppins Returns or Roma. Mary Poppins seems a little bland for this. Because it's just sort of set in England. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh roma i don't know much about so i this is where i picked black panther because i feel like again they did the same thing with like futuristic technology and like african stuff uh i don't know this might be a i don't know man i just picked black panther that's all i have for you yeah, I mean, so once again, it's kind of the same thing as it was last time for me. Like, I hope Black Panther wins. Do I think it'll win? Not necessarily. I'm going to pick First Man on this one, though, because I f- uh, they had to recreate all of that NASA gear, essentially. Like, they had to recreate, like, the... Um, the all the spinny shit. All the shit where you just spin around. I think I'm pretty sure they... they made that they just remade all of it i don't think they borrowed it from nasa but it'd be re- even if it even if they did that would be really cool um to me at least but i think first man's gonna take it on that one i just thought like a lot of that was set in just like houses and while they were like 60s houses yeah that's true if that like, is that more impressive than making, like, a fucking Wakanda? Palace? Yeah. Well, Wakanda, yeah. All right, Jake, that you've convinced me. I'm going to go with Black <laughs> Panther now. So we both... But I also don't really know what goes into best production design I mean, it's... Winner, well, so. <laughs> you, you're on the right track there. It, it is everything. But, yeah, I'm going to pick Black Panther, too. So Jake and me both pick Black Panther. What's next, Jake? I've never art PA'd, so... Oh, uh, yeah. You've never set dress either, <laughs> so... I've been a fluffer. <laughs> that you have. Um, Let's go with best documentary. Okay, best documentary feature. feature. Do you want to read them? Obviously. Yeah. The nominees are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, of Fathers and Sons, uh, Talal Durki? Oh, sorry, that's not part of the name. It was formatted weird. Uh, and then RBG. So, once again, I mean, with a lot of these document, with a lot of these categories, I would assume I'm going to be saying this, but um, the one that I want to win, it's really just, the only reason I want Free Solo to win is because it's the only one I've seen, and like, when I saw it, it was amazing. Like, I mean, I I spoke very highly of it on this cast when I talked about it. It is v- so good. Um, I think that's going to win. I, or I, I want that to win, but I haven't seen RBG. 
It was spoken very highly of, though, and I think it could be possible that um, RBG is the winner because people after when it came out people were just buzzing about it so much i didn't see it i didn't get a chance to another mm-hmm. movie that i'm kind of disappointed i didn't get to see but um i think rbg is going to take it just because of how much buzz was surrounding it i want free solo to win but i think rbg is going to win having seen neither of them i wrote down rbg slash free solo <laughs> because i at first i thought rbg and then i remembered like how highly you praised Free Solo. And then I was trying to think, like, how often do sports documentaries win, like, uh, feature, you know? Yeah. And uh, Icarus won, but that was also, like, political and about Russia, so I don't know. I'm gonna... I'll go with RBG. Fuck it. Okay. If we, I mean, if it's allowed that we can pick two, which is up to the viewer, it is up to the listener, then, um, or the viewer, whatever you're doing, um, FBI. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had someone trans, what's the word, transcribe this, and you're reading it now. Yeah. Uh, it's up to you. It's up to you. Um, hey, if you're transcribing this. That's probably a nice thing you're doing for someone. So thank if you'll you. allow us to pick two in one cat in in one of these categories, then let us pick free solo and RBG for documentary feature. Maybe you give us a half a point. Maybe you're doing a score system. We're sh- we're definitely not. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think Darren's writing his picks down. I'm I'm checking all of these. Do you, do you not see me with my okay. pen writing? <laughs> Jake, come on now. Uh, Darren, where are we going next? We are going to go to original score next. It's perfect. That's what I had next. Cool. Um, would you like to pick? Or would you like to uh, read the nominees and then pick? Yes. Uh, we have Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Talk, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. Um, none of these scores really stood out in my mind, except maybe if Beale Street could talk, but I feel like that's because uh, the other three that I saw, I saw a long time ago. I don't think that Mary Poppins Returns got the buzz it would need to get original score. So I picked Isle of Dogs because... I don't know. I don't know why I picked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny. Like, in retrospect, it seems like a time where Black Panther might win. <laughs> well, I, I, it's funny because I think original score this year has more promise. I mean, Mary Poppins Returns is obviously like a musical, I assume. Um, uh, I haven't seen if Beale Street could talk. I'm told that the score is, is pretty decent. I, the score, each of these scores actually stood out to me quite a bit this year. Um, it, I, I th- look at this year as a very good year for original scores. Black Panther was great because it blended cinematic elements with like this trap soundtrack. Black Klansman. Yeah, I think. What were you going to say? I think the thing about If Beale Street Could Talk is that the score, like, it almost fit the mood so perfectly that it doesn't stand out in my mind, if that makes sense. Like, it's just a part of it. And so. That's probably, like, a very good thing for it. That's probably what they would love to do with a soundtrack. But at the same time, like, it's not particularly memorable. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It was so good, you just didn't even realize it. Um, 
Yeah. And it, like Black Klansman, it it had this like um kind of black exploitation 70s type of feel to it, if I remember correctly. I Love Dogs, I think was really good. I'm honestly going to pick I Love Dogs because it had the um it had that uh eastern the eastern inspired uh Asian um type of music where it was very drum heavy and there was lots of like chimes um and it all worked really well the comedy like i watched i love dogs just um the other night and uh yeah i i just forgot how much the score goes into the comedy of that movie of that movie because like there's some jokes that are like they're funny but then like there's a little like they'll add a little sting of like a drum or a chime somewhere and that'll just complete that'll just be like the period on the end of the joke and it 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 really makes me laugh like so I think I Love Dogs is going to win on that. I would like it to win at you least. You know what? It's not nominated, but I'm taking I Love Dogs for sound editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, why is it not nominated? So it, good. It does seem weird, along with visual effects, that like animated movies don't get like sound editing. Because it's like all ADR and like all... But that's just how animated movies are so whatever yeah should we talk about how much we the academy is bullshit oh uh, yeah let's have we have we ever gotten into that darren <laughs> i don't think i don't think we're not. I, think we've, I think we've dusted the surface but i don't think we've gotten into it last week we stood up for racial equality this week oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah that was a rant last week don't fuck with us <laughs> Let the animated people vote. <laughs> um, what do we got next, Jake? Uh, tune rights. <laughs> I think I feel like that was an Animaniacs episode. Anyway, hey politicians, you're lying if you think you wouldn't fuck Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> uh, I think Donald Trump would outright say that he would fuck. And probably yeah, he would probably. say that he has fucked Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> and then he would pay her not to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> oh, God. What a fun world we live in. <laughs> um, I'm looking at my little sheet here. Uh, we don't have too many left. I think we have mostly the big ones. So I'm going to go with cinematography. Okay. Uh... Something that I fucking hate. I think every movie should be set in one place and the camera shouldn't move. And all the action should occur just as it happens. Jake loves the movies from the 1930s. Yes. Nosferatu. (laughs) That's the 20s. (laughs) Damn it. I think it's late 20s, though. I mean... I think it's like 29. I think it is 29, yeah. 27, maybe? Siri! Hey, Google, what year did Nosferatu come out? Yeah! I didn't hear. Uh, June 23rd, 1929. Nice. Or June nice. 3rd. I can't remember. Hell yeah. Sorry if I just yelled on the podcast. No, it's, it's okay. It didn't, it didn't sound loud to me. So we're going with cinematography. The nominees yes. for cinematography are Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma and a star is born. Darren's gonna have some very strong opinions on this one. Uh, wait, why am I gonna have strong? <laughs> oh, because the fucking because you haven't seen any yeah, of these. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. You're right. Uh, I've yeah. seen. <laughs> I mean, I've seen um, how each of these look, except for Never Look Away. I've never even heard of that movie. Uh, <laughs> but Col- well, can I just say it's so visually stimulating that you can never look away. Like that's got to say something <laughs> for the cinematography. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Roma uh, because. Um, I think Alfonso Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron is like, the dude is like a cinematography superhero. Like he, the, the way his like frames work in his brain with a lot of these movies, a lot of the movies that he's on are really amazing. Um, so I'm going to go with Roma cause I think I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. I've been meaning to, but, um, yeah, it's just been, it's I, I I just think that the dude has a knack for getting shots, so I'm gonna pick that. Okay, I also haven't seen it, and I didn't know it was so beautiful, so I might watch it and change my pick, if the viewer slash listener will allow. But I picked the favorite, uh, because it had some like really unique shots that I've never seen in anything. Like, there were some fucking fisheye, fisheye shots in that movie, and there were some really cool, uh, like, pans, and, uh, yeah. So I think the favorite, because it did stuff that I haven't seen before, or it did things differently. Nice. Yeah, I, I, uh... I, I've always thought of uh, Lant- Yorgos Lanthimos as um, I know he, he I, I don't know if he was the cinematographer I don't think he was but um, Mm-mm. he uh, he's like the death grips of um, <laughs> of movies <laughs> at this point of mainstream movies yeah he's just kind of crazy like he just makes n- nutso stuff so he got Roma from me and the favorite from Jake for cinematography. Um, next, we are going to do, um, film editing. Cool. Um, give me one second. I can just read them right now. The The nominees are Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Uh... I picked the favorite, and I'm honestly not sure why. I think I picked, like, several of these in a row, and I was, like, just really fucking feeling the favorite at that moment. But uh, I think that the way that the story is, like, compressed and everything is really interesting. And I didn't think there was anything, like... Vice, I thought there were some cool things, but I didn't think it was, like, particularly great. I didn't feel like any of the other movies, like, really stood out to me editing-wise. Like, there didn't seem to be anything that was, like, super ambitious or unique in them. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to actually... I think I'm going to go with Vice on this one. Um, because I think that Vice had... It took a lot of risks with its editing, I think. Um, especially at the end near you know, when it was going into like his heart surgery and everything and how it cut in, it chose when to cut in and out from the narrator, um, when it chose to, uh, bring his voice That's in. True. I thought that vice actually did a very good job of editing. So I'm going to pick vice. 
All right. Um, what's next, Jake? I feel like I guess some of the editing that could have been done was cutting of some parts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It did linger on a lot of shots for a little bit long, but uh, I think um, it made some interesting choices. Cool. Uh, we're getting into the big ones. Yeah. Uh, there's only one. Let's do. There's only one more. Uh, pretty one that not a lot of people really care about in america left you don't have to pick it but you know it would make sense if you did yep i'm gonna do the one that americans don't care about best supporting actress. <laughs> you're really gonna do that right now yeah okay all right um they do do this in the beginning they do uh the best supporting actress in the beginning of the uh, Oscars, anyway. I just I love women and I want to talk about them. That's why I was trying to hold all all of these until the end, but Marilyn Monroe, Meryl Streep, <laughs> my mom. Uh, Is your mom nominated? Martha this year? Bush. No, I'm just talking about oh, women. Okay. Oh, that'd be so. Uh, dope. Rosa Parks. Venus Williams, Serena right, Williams, so Monet the Davis. The nominees are Sue Bird, not not her. Uh, Amy Adams in Vice, Marina De Tavira in Roma, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz in The Favorite. Um. Now I have only seen one of these movies. So I can really only speak on one of them. Amy Adams did a very good job in Vice. But I think I mean I'm just going to I'm just going to throw just I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here and I'm going to say uh Marina de Tavira Marina de Tavira would win, is going to win from Roma. Haven't even seen that movie. Just taking right. a shot in the dark. Uh, I also was tempted by Amy Adams. Oh, really? But I honestly tell don't, us about that. I don't. Uh, well, she's from Castle Rock. Did you she know? She is. Yeah. There's another movie yeah. I was gonna talk about this week where the actress is from Colorado, but we'll talk about it next week. Oh, teaser. <laughs> That's called a teaser. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Stick around until after the credits, and we'll give you a little sting for what it'll be. <laughs> uh. But I like I didn't think it was her best role, and I felt like she's just done better. I obviously I was very much into the favorite, but I feel like having two actresses nominated, it's sort of gonna like detract from each other almost, you know? Because I feel like people who liked the favorite a lot could be split on that, so I think it'll be hard for them to win. Uh, I didn't see Roma, so I picked Regina King. Also because I feel like uh, if Beale Street could talk, like the acting was really good and they're not very well represented in the acting awards, so it's it would make sense if they won for this. Nice. Even though like it's it's an individual award, but like is anything really an individual award? Yeah. Okay. So Marina de, Tav- de Taviera and Regina King for actress in supporting role. And then I'm going to choose uh, what I was trying to get Jake to pick last time. Uh, best picture. Best picture, baby. Here we go. No, um, foreign language <laughs> film. 
Yeah. Uh, best foreign language film. I should have made Darren Pickett so you'd have to pronounce these names. Uh, Cabernet. Not even that hard. That's Cold th- War. There's no name on there that's even hard. Uh, Never Lukoi. <laughs> Ruma, and Show Pleifters. Uh, Roma's gonna win. It's all... now, Jake. <laughs> Roma's gonna win. It's the only one nominated for Best Picture. It's not even a fucking question. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the only one nominated for best picture by definition that's it should gotta be, the best be one, yeah that's right? gotta be a gimme award we'll, we'll put that like down. i think that whoever makes the nominees and whoever does whoever votes like are separate groups but still like come on yeah the only way i could see it not winning best picture is if people give it votes for or if people give it votes for best picture and they don't want to also vote for it for best foreign language film for some fucking reason. But I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be Anything Roma. could happen, but I do think it is going to be Roma. I think this is a gimme. This is basically a gimme category here. It's so fucking rare that a foreign language film is nominated for best picture. Yeah. I think it's going to be Roma. Almost no question, but watch. When the Oscars happen, they're totally... It's totally not going to win. <laughs> um, what's next, Jake? Uh, best animated feature film. Best animated feature film. Our nominees are Incredibles Two, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I mean, it it blew. Like I liked Incredibles Two, but. <clears throat> I didn't see, um, oh, fuck. Like, I loved Isle of Dogs, too. I would love it if Isle of Dogs won. Yeah. Um, but I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to take it. I mean, it was so, it was a very, I mean, it was like a hero's journey in terms of writing, but, like, the movie itself was just so unique, and the animation was so good. Um, it was so <laughs> fucking clean. Yeah, my... Uh, my friends kept talking shit about it. They're like, "Dude, like you couldn't even make heads. Some of the shit looked really good, but like all the fast scenes, like you couldn't make heads or tails of what the fuck you were looking at." And I was like, "Dude, I think that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's supposed to be like that." <clears throat> uh, some of those shots, like especially when all the crazy shits happening and they're showing the city, I'm like, "Is this just a fucking picture of New York? Like this is so yeah, like." The buildings are so well done. It's like I said and then, in like, that hidden episode. You could take any frame from that movie and hang it up as a painting on your wall. And it would just look fine. Yeah. Darren did say that in an episode that will get posted in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, we just have that one in the bank. Yeah, it'll, we'll post it when it's... For things ever go bad. In the future when it will still be totally <laughs> relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if we wanted to be relevant, we should have gone with the 1976 <laughs> Academy Awards. Uh, I'm also going with Spider-Man. My only hesitation is I don't know that it's the sort of picture, the sort of movie that the Academy would pick. So I was very tempted by Isle of Dogs, a movie that I loved. But Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was like, I can't remember exactly where I put it, but it's like way up there for me last year. So I had to pick it. Yeah. Um, so we both agree about Spider-Man for animated feature film. Next, I'm going to pick adapted screenplay. 
Alrighty. The nominees are uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Okay, so... Uh, A Star is Born, I think that the screenplay was the weakest part of it. Uh, it like There was some shit that was just fucking stupid in it. Uh, didn't see Bout of Buster Scruggs, which basically brings me down to Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Can You Ever Forgive Me was good. I really liked that I movie. didn't even know you'd seen but it, I just, and I, have any, I have not even... I don't even think I've heard of it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melissa Mo- McCarthy. You, you did talk about it. I remember now. I just had the movie mm-hmm. mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I did like it a lot, but I don't think it's best adapted so man this is tough i think i have to go with black Klansmen because i really liked if beale street could talk but it like like moonlight i don't think that the screenplay is the most incredible part of it like there's incredible shots and the acting's really good but if you like just read some of the screenplay you'd be like there's nothing fucking happening yeah it's just two characters sitting at a table across from each other. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's how they pick, but I'm going with Black Klansmen. Okay. Um, so, I really liked Black Klansmen, and it is also the only movie on this that I've seen. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to pick it, but The Ballad of Buster Scruggs was Coen Brothers, am I correct? Yeah. I don't know much about it. But since it was Coen Brothers, for that reason only, I am going to pick the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> That's it. Yep. <clears throat> I I would like Black Klansman to win because I saw it and I really liked it. But I'm going to pick Ballad of Buster Scruggs because of the Coen Brothers. I also will say I feel like we're in the part of it where, like, especially name recognition is a big deal. And, like, Barry Jenkins having won Best Picture before is, like, a pretty big deal. But also, the Coen brothers and Spike Lee aren't fucking small fries. Yeah. Well, did, did, um, I don't even know if the Coen brothers wrote Buster Scruggs, and I don't know if Spike Lee did. wrote, did Spike Lee write Black Klansman? Uh, okay. Yeah. He, like, co wrote it. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, I'm going with Black Klansman. Darren is going with Buster Scruggs. What's next, Jake? Uh, let's do Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting... Best Supporting Actor. Best Kiss. Um, <laughs> uh, we have Mahershala Ali from Green Book. We have Adam Driver from Black Klansman. We have Sam Elliott from A Star is Born. We have Richard E. Grant from Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell for Vice. Sam Rockwell crushed it as George Bush. He did. Uh, he absolutely crushed it. It took me... It took me a while into watching him to realize it was Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Dude, he embodied George Bush. Like, it was very cool to see. Um, Adam Driver was great in Black Klansman, but he didn't really... Like, it kind of just seemed like Adam Driver being, like, a goofy racist. I mean, he he played... I mean, he, was a, he was a non-racist playing a goofy racist, but... Well, 
We don't know that. Well, I mean, yeah. I would <laughs> assume since he's trying to infiltrate the clan. We don't know that Adam Driver isn't racist. Oh, I'm I mean, saying. Adam Driver plays a character who isn't <laughs> racist who's trying to be a racist to infiltrate a group of racists. Adam racist. Driver, a racist, plays a non-racist character <laughs> playing a racist. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. I love Adam Driver's work, and I don't think he's racist. I don't. Yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I don't know why he would agree to do that movie if he wasn't racist. Yeah, I don't think he would be yeah. in that movie if you were a racist. He just severely misunderstood the concept. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he finally found a way to get to wear the the patented hood on <laughs> screen. Um, I haven't seen Green Book, uh, but judging from the trailers and watching Mahershala Ali, it looks a little hammy, to be honest. I mean, I know the, the Oscars love that shit, but it looks a little hammy. Yeah. Once again, haven't seen it. I want to see it, <laughs> but it looks kind of hammy. Um, Sam Elliott... I haven't seen Stars Born. I've seen him in the trailers. Looks like his your typical Sam Elliott role. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it to Sam Rockwell because, dude, yeah, like that's the only one that stands out to me. I, I haven't once again haven't seen all these movies, but him as George Bush is the only one of these that stands out to me. Uh so the thing is that I think like, especially Mahershala Ali, probably like triples sam rockwell's screen time so i like i wonder how much that gets taken into account like sam rockwell did a fucking great job but in like a pretty bit part where he played like a fucking goofball idiot that's true and that doesn't that doesn't seem like the type of role that usually gets picked that's true, but Allison Janney won Best Supporting Actress last year in I, Tonya, and she does not have... She did not have as much screen time as a, as a lot of her competitors. That's true. I'm not saying that that's, like, the the deciding factor. I'm just saying, like... I'm just making yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, I see what you're doing. For why I didn't pick him. I picked Adam Driver because I just thought, like, he did a good job... I d- like he was hilarious in the movie like so like black Klansman had some of the most gut-wrenchingly funny hilarious moments of last year in a movie yeah. theater that i've had and a lot of them were because of him and also uh he hasn't he's been in some big things but i don't think he's ever won an academy award so it's kind of like uh like that shit is so fucked like yeah well it's I don't know. I mean, man. it's like Leo, you know, and Gary yeah. Gary Oldman finally won, right? I think he won last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I also think that Richard E. Grant, like, I want to shout him out because he was a very good part of that movie. Okay. An underrated movie, I think. I need to see it. Yeah, people are not talking about an it underrated that much. movie that was nominated for best <laughs> adapted screenplay and best supporting <laughs> actor and best actors. <laughs> um. Okay. So you got. Sam Rockwell for me and Adam Driver from Jake. So next we're going to do original screenplay. The nominees are The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. I have seen three of these, and I didn't pick any of them. I picked First Reformed. Yeah. Because... I w- I'm right. On, I'm I'm right on your same page. It's the only Why? because it's the only it's the only category where it's nominated. I also picked it because Paul Schrader 
has like a good legacy as screenwriter, but he's never won. Okay. So, like that's the fucking shit that they like. He wrote fucking Taxi Driver. Oh, seriously? And Raging Bull. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking first. <laughs> and he's never been nominated before, so it's like. This is the type of shit where they give it to you for, like, who you are. And the movie might be great. I don't fucking know. I haven't seen That's it. That's like Morricone. Remember the Morricone <laughs> one for Hateful Eight? And, uh... Yeah. yeah. That was, like, not his best movie. Or, like, Leo for The Revenant. Not his best movie, but yeah. they gave it to him. So, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna pick First Reformed as well for that same reason. And it's... Oh, and like it's yeah, like I said, it's the only it's the only one that's nominated. And it's gonna happen, I think. But I also think like the favorite screenplay is very good. It's like, it's that fucking weird. I know that Yorgos didn't write it, but it's that weird like, very serious with like very surprising comedy mixed like in idiosyncratic. That, like, he's known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Book. It was all right. And Vice. I think like the screenplay was really well written from what i've heard but yeah first reformed okay let's go best actor going for best actor we have christian bale in vice bradley cooper in a star is born willem dafoe in at eternity's gate Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. I am going with... This is one of the big ones, so I'm going to do a drum roll for myself. Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. I think that he, like Sam Rockwell as George Bush, Rami Malek embodied, completely embodied uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury. I think this is... I would be surprised if anybody else got it. I was very tempted to make that pick. And I picked Christian Bale because I feel like he embodied Dick Cheney. I think he did, and, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I I really went back and forth on that one. That was really tough for me. Uh, Willem Dafoe, I don't know. I didn't see that movie. but Embodied... Um... I'm I'm sure Willem Dafoe did a great job. Saint Vincent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was thinking about that. I was looking at that, thinking about it. It was between Rami Malek and Christian Bale for me as well. However, the reason I went with Rami Malek is because if you look at the energy put into each role, Christian Bale definitely was Dick Cheney without a question. He did a very good job as Dick Cheney, but Rami Malek put so much energy into he like he got his movements down he got like everything he got his fucking hip thrusts down and like uh, but christian bale got dick cheney's weight down he got his fucking weird voice down <laughs> he got his heartless soul down that's true but yeah rami malik did all I, of that i don't but disagree also with got you. his dance moves that's the only reason i'm picking rami malik is because he i don't disagree he with put you. a lot of sweat just... and stuff into it that was just what I was feeling at the time. Yeah, I get, I got you. Okay, so you got Christian Bale from Jake and Rami Malek from me for actor and leading role. Next, what else am I gonna pick? Because I'm trying to keep it, keep it low and slow. I'm gonna pick directing. All right, the nominees are Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Pavel, Pavel 
Pavlikowski, Cold War. Yorgos Lanthimos, The Favorite. Alfonso Cuaron, 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 Roma, and Adam McKay, Vice. I don't know that I agree with my pick anymore, but I went with Yorgos Lanthimos because I love his work. Basically, um, I yeah, I, I I was tempted at that, but I think that. Alfonso Cuaron. I just feel I haven't seen Roma, but I feel like that's <laughs> gonna clean up this year. I feel like Roma is gonna mm-hmm. clean up at the Oscars this year. Can I tell you that I, like I said, I don't know how I feel about, but I feel like the favorite's gonna do very well in minor categories, and then not win the big ones, the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So but I will say if you have three like major women in your film and they're all nominated for best actress or best supporting actress like that says something about the director, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that fucking says something, well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean I think Yorgos Lanthimos is a great director. He's very young though, so I think the Oscars are looking at that. It's that's like you true. keep saying it's fucked up, but I think that's the truth. I think that the, uh, the Academy is looking at the young Yorgos Lanthimos, and they're like, we'll get it to him next year. we got to get these old boys their dues first, yeah. though. So, yeah. For me, Roma from Jake the Favorite. All right. Let's move on to Best Actress. In a leading role. Yes. So, the nominees are Yalitza Aparicio from Roma, Glenn Close from The Wife, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy from Can You Ever Forgive Me. I'm gonna give myself a little drum roll. <laughs> well, I'm going. Wait, you picked this one, motherfucker. I'm going. I know. For- I'm gonna keep oh. going. I'm gonna keep it going the whole God time. God damn you're it! That's very rude. That's a very rude drum roll. <laughs> um. So, I've seen none of these movies. Uh, it really doesn't matter what I say because I've seen none of these movies. Um, <laughs> so, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to say Olivia <laughs> Coleman from The Favorite. All right. Uh, Olivia Coleman fucking crushed it. Melissa McCarthy, I think, did like a very good job for an actress who is mostly in like comedy. She, like, really fucking showed her chops in this one. But I'm going with Glenn Close. Uh, have you... S- seven-time award... Have you seen The Wife? Sorry? Okay. No. But she's been nominated seven times and never won. She's the actor, the living actor, who's been nominated the most times without a win. What have we been saying? That's true. Yeah, that changes things. <laughs> I had no idea. Plus, uh... Like, Olivia Coleman is relatively young. I mean, 45. But Glenn Close is, like, 71, so... All right. Well, Jake, you've convinced me again. You've convinced me again. I'm going with Glenn Close. Because <laughs> I love Glenn Close. Plus, I just didn't see The Wife, and I didn't hear anything about it. So that's why I didn't pick it. Again, she's, it's the only thing that it's nominated for, so that's how this shit works. <laughs> And, like I said, the favorite's not going to get the big-time props. 
All right, so we got Glenn Close from both of us, both your boys, and then Jake. We're both <laughs> going to do what there's only one left, and that's Best Picture, baby. So yeah. we're both going to read this at the exact same time. Are we going to read the nominees at the same time? We're going to count to three, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to read the nominees at the same time, and then we're going <laughs> to count to three and tell, and then say who we think is going to win Best Picture. All right. All right. Best. Wait. Best picture. Best picture. The nominees are. Nominees are. Black Panther. Black Panther. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Why are you talking so slow? Just talk at a normal pace. And we'll be. <laughs> the favorite. The favorite. Green Book. Green Roma. Book. Roma. A Star is Born. A Star is and Born. And Vice. Vice. All right. Let's just go. Let's just say it. Uh, hang on. I have to. Okay. Oh, no, you have I to picked, pick. I picked. All right. One. <laughs> One. Two. Two. Three. Three. Roma. Black Klansman. Oh. So. All right. There you have it. Jake thinks Black Klansman is going to win. I think Roma. I was very tempted by Roma, but again, I haven't seen it, so I had a hard time picking it. And I do plan on watching it tomorrow, so this isn't my official final ballot that I'm going to have for Sunday, but, like, this is my final ballot for the show. Yeah, I'm probably going to make some changes, too. I want to watch Roma this week as well. Um, there you have it, folks. Black Klansman. Sorry. I was just going to say that. There you have it, folks. Explain Black Klansman, though. Yeah. Uh, Vice, I didn't think was, like extraordinary i thought that there were some very good parts a star is born again i didn't think it was like there was a lot of stuff that stood out but there was a lot of stuff i thought could be trimmed green book same thing bohemian rhapsody i didn't think was that good of a movie i don't yeah i Uh, don't understand i mean (laughs) it makes sense because it was a big deal and it was a biopic that it's nominated but i don't i honestly agree i don't think it was that like good enough to be have this many nominations uh all right so uh that leaves me with roma the favorite and black Klansman. like i've already said i don't think the favorite's gonna get it this year just for some reason roma i haven't seen it and it's like very rare or i don't know the last time it even happened that a foreign language film won best picture uh, so that leaves Black Klansman, which also Jordan Peele is like very hot right now. Uh, kind of a big deal. Spike Lee obviously has had like a long career. And so I feel like it's going to be Black Klansman. Yeah. That's a very good point. It would be cool to see Black Klansman win it. I, I, I yeah. think, well, I think that since, I mean, Spike Lee's great. He's he's the old he's the the veteran here, but Jordan Jordan Peele everybody looks at as a brand spanking new writer. Even though he's been in the business for so such a long time at this point, he's just now getting this Oscar buzz that's making him bringing mm-hmm. him to the attention of like you know the elite. So for that reason, I think that um, I think that Black Klansman might not take it just because, like, I love it. I, you know, um, I picked Roma because I feel like it's just a movie that's just going to clean up. I've heard so much buzz about Roma 
and um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would like to see Black Klansman win. That would be that would be awesome. That's the only one on this list that I would be if it won Best Picture. That and Black Panther, I would be like, wow, that's I I'm really happy about that. Um, but at at the same time, it's like Jordan Peele is very new. People look at him as like the young guy. So, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure that it's going to win Best Picture. But, like, it's not just his power. It's also fucking Spike, Spike Lee. as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. Um, I totally do. But I think just the tone of the movie itself wasn't necessarily... Uh, yeah, it's, it wasn't Oscar-baity enough. It didn't ride that line between being, like, a good comedy and being, like, an Oscar-baity movie. Once again, would love to see it win. Would also love to see Black Panther win, but I don't think it's going to happen. Of the movies of these that you saw, which one do you think is Oscar Beatty? Like the most Oscar Probably Beatty? Green Book or Roma. Of the ones that you saw? Oh, of the ones that I saw. The oh, the ones you that I saw. Seen? Um, <laughs> the ones that I saw, probably Bohemian Rhapsody is the most Oscar Beatty. Yeah. Just not that good of a movie. Yeah, it's kind of... I mean, it's it's okay. Like, well, we talked about it. Like, you know our thoughts about Bohemian Rhapsody. If you yeah. don't, go back to that episode. You've listened to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that might have been one of the episodes where we where we didn't tag what movies. What we movie were talking do you? About. If so, <laughs> what movie do you think sorry. is the most Oscar baity? Oh God, that's tough because like, oh, first a movie first like Man actually is probably the most Oscar baity. Yeah, but it wasn't nominated. You mean only because... of Best Picture nominees? Well, that's what okay. I meant, but I, I do agree that First Man is very up yeah. there. The Favorite has a lot of the feel of Oscar Beattiness, but it's also got like that very fucking weird, like, twisted view yeah. <laughs> that we're known for and your ghost is known yeah, for. Yeah, well, that Jake's known for. <laughs> Hey, we're both a couple sick pups, yeah, Darren. Yeah, you could say Jake is a little twisted. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like a very Oscar-bait-heavy year. Like, last year we had Darkest Hour and uh, some other shit I can't remember. So, you were saying... I'm sorry, what what movie did you say was the most oscar baity that you've seen? I didn't really give an answer, Darren. Oh, uh, that's that's why I was double checking. Uh, if I had to, if I had to pick, I'd say Green Book. Yeah, but even then, it doesn't feel. Just like... judging from the trailer, Green Book seems the most Oscar baity. Yeah, but like you said, it's a little corny and not like a little hammy. There are, yeah, there are issues that I feel like it could have gone more into to make it like feel more that way okay uh yeah but i'm gonna say green book very nice well do you have any thought any more closing thoughts jake about your oscar picks uh i think that they're gonna surprise us and I think that they're going to give Killian Murphy a Lifetime Achievement Award this year, and he's going to announce his retirement from acting. Um, <laughs> That's my Hail Mary Oscar pick. 
I think uh, we we still don't have a host for the Oscars, and I think they're going to give it to Liam Neeson. I think he's going to be the next <laughs> host. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to surprise us. I think they're going to surprise us in some. They're going to utterly not surprise us in others. And um, there will be no in-between. Uh, well, any closing thoughts for the listeners, Jake? Uh, I actually don't think they're going to surprise us because I just told everyone exactly what every pick is going to be. <laughs> We know. We're a part of the Academy, guys. Spoiler! <laughs> we already know the answers. It's weird. I don't know if I feel less confident about the bigger awards because I am more invested in them or because I am just legitimately more split on them. Because, like, some of the smaller ones I felt more confident in picking. And then, like, all the big awards I really didn't know what I thought would win. I, I don't know how it usually goes for me. That's all. Also, uh, I hate to clip my fingernails, so if anyone's in the Boston area and wants to make five bucks, just hit me up. You can come over and cut my fingernails. Uh, I don't care what you do with the clippings afterwards. They are yours to do with as you Jake please. Jake is beginning his pimp career. Uh, That's something that a pimp would yeah. ask for someone to do. <laughs> Clip his fingernails. Um, toenails too, but obviously I understand people will be more hesitant, and I will have to throw in an extra five dollars. So, or you just peel them like I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh God! <laughs> Why don't you make like get out? That's a joke that doesn't really make that sense. It sort of does, but we're going to we're going to uh, <laughs> unless Jake has something else, we're going to end on that. Uh, I'm really excited for the movie Us. I am too. I'm very excited. I cannot wait. But I must. Cuz that's the end of this episode. Which means, as you know, it's time for us to say Doctor Strange now. Yes, it is. Bye. Bye, Darren. <laughs>